everyone, and welcome to Chriselle Counseling's Hope Through the Journey podcast. Life is challenging, and we're here to help by providing hope through your journey of life. We'll help you create the life balance you want and deserve. We're talking about all things mental health and a whole lot more, so thank you for joining us today. I am your host for today's show, Alfred Chriselle Jr., and I'm joined by my sister and fellow licensed professional counselor, Letty Chriselle. What's up, Let? Well, I'm right back here with you, Al. So Love that it. is Love a it. great feeling. You know, Al, since I retired last December, I like to throw that in that I'm retired. <laughs> I've been in a self-imposed season of transition. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Plus, I don't know if you realize it, but I have a big birthday coming up. I knew, I knew you had a birthday coming up. I didn't know it was big. but It, it is a big one. Think about it. Let me... Let me Oh, yeah. yeah. Big, big, yeah. So, decade, decade uh, marker. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I won't say which one. We'll let our listeners figure that one out. <sighs> I've been tossing different ideas around, like, you know, what comes next. Now, I'm seeing clients. I love doing that. But I'm also feeling like I want to pursue something else. Right. And I find myself stuck Same. sometimes. Like, you know, I get stuck because it's like, well, I can try this or I can try that. But then I'm sure. like, I doubt myself. I have anxiety, mm. worry. Like, God. what if I fail? And the more I question myself, the more I realize that it goes a lot deeper. There's a fear of not meeting expectations, which mm. no one's putting on yeah. me on them. It's right. it's me myself putting those expectations on, but it's just the fear of not being good enough. Mm. It's the idea that if I don't try, I won't fail. Oh. But then That's the real like question comes to mind, why do we give our power to fear? Why do we go down that rabbit hole? Oh, good question. Right? Thank you. Good question. That's why I asked it. Al, what do you think of when you hear the power of fear? Oh, that's scary. It's scary. And it's funny you mentioned it because I was just talking to a, a mutual friend of ours recently, and we were having the same con- the same discussion. She was talking about the fact that she finds herself telling herself that she'll fail if she tries something new, regardless of it's professionally or personally. And we talked about what prevents her from taking that next step. The, the yeah. thing she wants most, which is to move forward in life and not be stuck and afraid. And the fact is, and I was thinking about this, the fact is that fear drives a lot of what we do and don't do. Yes, it does. Here's another quick example. I'll give you another quick example. I, I read a lot of information on how to move forward in life. That's what we're all trying to do, right? Right. Trying to move forward and not get in our own way. And anyway, I was reading about how powerful fear is. And it's amazing to me what it prevents people from doing. It literally has the potential to take the life out of you and stop you in your tracks. Gosh. Yes. Yes, it does. And that's how I feel sometimes. I just, I stop myself. And, And then I was thinking, fear is like an old friend. Okay. You know the ones. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you go weeks or months without hearing from them, when you finally do get back together and you're you're sitting together, you fall right back into that friendship. Except with fear, fear doesn't bring back good memories. Fear doesn't mm. make you laugh. No. Inst- no, yeah. Instead, <laughs> fear is uncomfortable. It is. And it's paralyzing. It is. And it gets in the way it of what we want to do. So true. Yeah. So... What is this fear and where does it come from? Well, okay, so fear 
um, it, you know, the literature talks about fear as this an emotion, right? It's an emotion, and it just it, it rises quickly inside of us whenever there's a threat or some perceived danger. Mm-hmm. Um, incidentally, did you know? Speaking of fear, did you know that fear is both innate and learned? You know, I did know that. And so, what you're saying is that we're born with fears such as the the fear of falling or the fear of loud noises but we can yeah, also yes. learn fears like being afraid of the dark yes exactly. watching scary movies exactly and it doesn't help us it doesn't help us understand it better i mean fear is something that again has a tremendous impact on our lives and for a lot of people takes people to a really destructive place mm-hmm. and so yeah, and as far as the other question you asked, where does it come from? Fear originates in the brain, in the amygdala part amygdala, of our brain. Amygdala, yeah. yeah. Amygdala. And this is that part of the brain that handles that fight, uh, flight, fight, and freeze response that everybody's so familiar with. But remember what I said earlier, though, and I think this is what we want our audience to understand, and that is that fear can be learned. And like you said, we learn to fear through past experiences and through our thoughts. Yes. Yes. So let's go back to our friend that I was talking about earlier. Her thoughts were creating her fear. Mm-hmm. And it, pre- it was preventing her, is preventing her from having that abundant life, that happy life that we're all trying to, trying to chase. Right. And, and. And that fear comes in different ways. You know, it manifests itself in different ways. And it leads to so many insecurities. You know, before I share, I want to add a disclaimer here. I love my family. You know. Yes. I love everyone. We We, get along well. We do. Right, Al? We love everybody. We do. we We do. There are just some things that went on during, you know, during our childhood that maybe... You know, oh, we're gonna go there. We're gonna go there. Okay. Yes, we are. So, <laughs> okay, so yeah. There's the disclaimer. All right, let's see. So, <laughs> what do you got? I remember when we were growing up, I was given two special names or cariños, as we call yes. them in the Mexican American culture. You yes. know, cariños, cariños, right? Yeah. Cariños is a term of endearment. It is. So my grandma called me gorda. Oh, yes. Well, which means term of endearment. Term of endearment, which means, Google translation, fat. Mm. Well, yeah. Yes. And my dad called me patona. Google translation, (laughs) Bigfoot. (laughs) Bigfoot. Yeah. Sit with that for a while. So what I heard was, you're fat and you have big feet. (laughs) That is what I heard. And wait. It gets better. As if that wasn't enough for oh. me to develop, to develop body issues. God. When my cousins were young, mm. the only way that they could tell my sister Linda and I apart is by referring to us as the big one and the little one. Can you guess okay. which one I was? Well, well, you were the big one because you were the older one. Okay, fine. In defense, and- in defense of my 
cousins, cousins. right? You're yeah. defending your cousins, cousins, which I understand, and that is what they meant, but that is not what I heard. Got it. So then began my love-hate relationship with diet and exercise for mm. years. No matter what size I was, I just saw that gorda girl. Mm. As for the mm. patona, well, my, my feet are a little wide, so, <laughs> you know, it's fine. Okay, I'll, all right, well, I'll take your word for it on that one. All right. Mm-hmm. Let me process that a little bit because I don't remember that. I don't remember. And, and we talked about this before. I mean, we have so talked about it, and we, you don't remember it because it didn't happen to you. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, let's talk about let's talk about right. something that happened to me. Okay. Now that you now that you shared that, because as you were saying that, I was thinking like, okay, did that ever happen to me? No, no. But I can tell you a time where thoughts of, of past experiences how how they can impact us in a negative way. In the same way that that your real words impacted you in a negative way, right? Thoughts can also impact you in a negative way. And I recall, again, while we were growing up, Dad was he was going through a master's program at our local university, and in one of his classes, he had to minister, I guess, like a IQ assessment or something. You, you remember? You remember when we had to do this? Oh, back? I remember. Okay. Yes, I do. Okay. So anyway, I remember he was he set up a room in our house. I can't even remember the room it was. I, I know it was. It was what we called the middle room in our house. Is that where the kitchen was? But then there was another room outside. The of kitchen that? was behind it, and there were sliding doors to that room. That's why we called it the, the middle, middle room. room. Yes. Wow. There you go. Okay. Well, the middle room. He set up. All I remember is he set up a card table in the middle room, and each of us had to go in and take this IQ test, and and we were called one at a time. And I remember. I think you went in first, and then we were just kind of going in like order of, of our birth. Right? And I remember, you know, and I remember it being a game. To me, it was a game. Oh no, it wasn't a game to me. It was it was real. Ooh. It was like real, and that, I think that's what created what happened next to be so so important, so so like impactful. And what so what happened was I saw you guys go in, and I said you went in, and then Linda, my sister Linda, went in, and I think it was my turn after that. I remember walking into the room and being super nervous and I sat down and again, dad's across, you know, he's got these old cards in front and he says, uh, okay, just give me some instructions, general instructions. Like I need you to put these together, put these shapes together in certain patterns. Right. And I remember sitting there and I think he had a timer or a hourglass thing that he was using. So I, I knew I was on the clock, right? <laughs> I knew there was, I had to do this in a certain amount of times. At least that's what I remember. <laughs> And I remember I, the first ones were kind of easy, and I, I think I did a couple of them, you know, fairly fairly easy. And then I got to this one, and I remember not being able to do it, and it just scared me. I I think I, I think I started sweating. My body was just physiologically having all having all kinds of things happening. I was right, sweating, right. and these thoughts were entering into my mind, and I was looking down. I didn't want to even look up at my dad or or at dad. And I, I think. The one thought that took me over as I was sitting there not being able to put this puzzle together was, oh, my gosh, my dad must think I'm dumb. Oh, yeah. And he just kind of said, like, OK, time's up, you know, send your brother in or something like that. And so I left the room feeling dejected. And I, th- I kept thinking, oh, my gosh, my dad must think I'm done. And but he never said anything about it after that. It, we, it just wasn't talked about. So 
I live with this thought in my mind that my dad thought I was dumb for about 30 years. Oh my 30 gosh. years. I was sitting on this thing. Never told anybody. None of us knew that. None of us knew that. Nobody ever knew about it. First time revealing it. So like th- literally 30 years later, I'm sitting on the couch in, the, in their, their house having a conversation. And it just so happened that the conversation came up about that particular event. And I shared it with my dad. And I, you know, I told him, I said, man, dad, you must have thought I was dumb. <laughs> and he looked at me and what he said next floored me. You know, he kind of looked at me, he said, with his face, like, what are you talking about? He says, Al, I didn't think anything about that. I was just doing an assignment for a class or something to that effect. And I couldn't believe it. I I could not believe it. But as a result of that conversation, I was literally freed of that thought that that had plagued me for 30 years. What impact did that have on me? I don't know. Yeah, but 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 I can imagine how it did impact me because it was there, and I know it was there for a long time. So, the fear that maybe that thought caused, when in reality it was it was just me. I made it up myself. Right, right. It we wasn't talk- even anything that my dad did purposely or anything. It was just something that I thought, but never talked about. This just goes to show that not just spoken words like the ones you described, but right. stuff that we make up ourselves can have a really, really big impact on us. And and that's the thing. It's like we were talking about, it's almost like you, you play this mind-reading game that you think, oh, this person thinks that, or this person, yeah. when in reality, you know, dad was a student. He was just trying to complete an assignment. I know. And, and get it turned in I on know. time, you know? I know, I know. Yet, it had that impact on you for years, for years. 30. So then what... 30 for 30 years so what happens is you know we start to believe these things that either we're told like i was or we think them we think the other person is thinking this and and so these thoughts become our internalized beliefs and then these beliefs become the voice in our head Mm. you know when we start questioning we we start they start to take over and then we begin to doubt ourselves you know maybe i can't do it maybe i'm not good enough maybe i am dumb right you know i'm gonna fail right we talk ourselves out of pursuing goals Mm -hmm. like applying for a job or you know starting a a business Mm -hmm. even starting Mm -hmm. a relationship Mm -hmm. and worse if we are able to get started on something, we, we quit halfway through. Because those thoughts come back again. Correct. That that fear creeps in. Yeah. yeah. So what happens over time is that these negative thoughts, they become automatic, rapid, and fleeting. Yeah. You know, they just become a part of us. And, and we way. don't even, yes. And we don't way. even realize, oh, the thought came in, it's gone, but something stuck with us. Exactly. So they become the core beliefs about ourselves. And they do the damage before we even realize what has happened. So now we're stuck in a cycle of self-sabotage. You know, I can't do it, so why even try? You know, but we have to get to a point where enough is enough. Enough with that. Once and for all, let's work to change those thoughts. Yeah, because if we keep thinking that way, it's not going to go anywhere good. Right. Exactly. You know what? It'll keep us from pursuing our best yeah and then and this is and then this is where the work begins when we acknowledge that we have to do something we have to change these thoughts this is where the true work will begin you know i found this quote from author dan millman that that really stuck with me and and the quote is you don't have to control your thoughts you just have to stop letting your thoughts control you Ooh. 
Think about that Say for that a again. while. Let me, let me repeat that for you. You don't have to control your thoughts. You just have to stop letting your thoughts control, control you. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so good. I know. Because, and, the, and the reason I say this is because we are controlled by our thoughts so much. Yes, yes. They're internalized. They, are, they literally bombard us daily if we don't do anything about it. And they continue to bombard us daily. Every time we look in the mirror, every time we're, we want to do something different, we want to do something and, and, and risk, maybe risk something. Right. We want to try something new. Those, oh, those things just control us. Those voices are there in the back. They are. But, yeah. They're, they're, they're kind of always there. Well, but let, it's not all doom and gloom because right, right. the good news is, is that we are not our thoughts. The answer is we are not our thoughts. And the other important thing to remember here is that fear, this fear that we've been talking about, mm-hmm. because it can be learned, that means it can also be unlearned. Correct. And I'm talking about the things we think about in our minds and tell ourselves about ourselves and about our situation plays a huge role in how we see ourselves and how we move forward. So let, let's talk about how we change our thoughts, okay? okay? First, we have to understand that we are not set in stone. We're not completed projects. We are not right. done uh, regardless of how old you are. And, and I say this because I hear this from people all the time. You know, they'll say, well, that's just the way I am. Uh-huh. And it just, oh, <laughs> it, it gets me because I think like, okay, so that's it? You're done? Right. Are you right. You're done? You're like 22. You're done? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of life left to live. And, and you're, you literally just keep yourself stuck in this way of being because that's it and you're not going to change and that's who you are and take it or leave it. And it's just, it's such a, it's such a, it's, it's almost like, response. it's almost like the more we say, well, that's just the way I am. Yeah. We're just allowing yeah. ourselves to you, you make an excuse for correct. whatever, not changing, for not, not changing. changing, for not becoming better. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny because I, I usually respond back to people when they say that I say, well, I understand that that's how you've been, but it doesn't have to be how you will be. Yeah. It's not about right. copy cut paste to the future. It's about, Okay. The past is the past. Can't change it. Can't rewind. Now I'm going to try to be better. I want to try to do it differently. That's the key here. You can decide to change and begin to take steps to change. And the place to start is in your mind with your thoughts. Hear Hear me, good people. You are not your thoughts. Let we at Chrishell Counseling, we espouse the teachings of ACT Therapy uh, which is acceptance and commitment therapy created by Dr. Stephen Hayes. It was expanded upon by Russ Harris. By the way, if you want to learn more about ACT, I encourage you to read The Happiness Trap by Russ Harris. So many strategies and techniques in that book. My goodness, so helpful. And so I want to talk a little bit about ACT because ACT right. challenges us to see our thoughts for what they are. And what they are are simply thoughts. So I want to share some strategies for uh, for our audience so that hopefully they can use some of these things to help them with their negative thoughts. ACT is very, very cool, and it works for a lot of people. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. So get your pen and paper out, take notes, or oh, you can always rewind the podcast and listen to it again. But anyway, <laughs> first, ACT gives us a logical way of looking at our thoughts and overcoming overcoming the destructive fear we've been talking about. And one of these strategies is to say to yourself, 
when those thoughts, when that negative thought comes in, like I'm no good, for example, or you simply say, oh, I'm having the thought that I'm no good. And you see it over there. You see it in a distance. You see it in front of you. It's not inside you. You separate yourself from it. Yes. From the thought. You separate yourself from the thought by saying, I'm having the thought that I'm no good. By saying it matter of factly like that, you acknowledge the thought for what it is. It's just a thought. Notice here that I'm not saying to suppress the thought. Right. But to sit with it and see it and manage it. Some other ways to look at those destructive, fearful thoughts is to see them walking in a parade as you wave by, as you wave them by. Oh, look, there's my thought in a parade marching, you know, to the, to the drummer or whatever. Oh, look, there's, there's the thought, thought that I'm patona. There's the thought that there I'm patona. There it goes. There's, there's that thought. There yeah. it goes. Yeah. It's not me. It's over there. Right. Again, incredible, incredible way to look at it. Uh, you can also look at, pretend you're, you're visualizing a stream of the flow of the stream and there are leaves on the stream and imagine each on each leaf is one of those negative thoughts that you have like i'm no good i can't do it i'll never be enough and whatever else those negative thoughts might be entering into your mind and put them look watch them as you place them on the leaf and then watch them go down the stream watch them just simply move down the stream again recognizing that you have them but Giving them separation, not in your, not inside your mind, damaging, but saying, "Oh yeah, there it is, going down the stream." It's like releasing them, not not letting them have that power. Exactly, powerful, powerful tools to help you manage these thoughts. So give them a try. It works. It works. You know, I completely agree, Al, and and I think it's so freeing when a person truly realizes, you know what. That's the way I have been, but I don't have to continue to be that way. You know what? Let me share with you what I do. So the way that I work through my thoughts. So I've been trying to be really intentional about sitting with my thoughts. So yeah, I'm I'm keeping a journal. And I, I know that, that, you know, I've talked about journals before, journals and diaries journals and, you know, thank you. Yeah, I think so. So it's a good way for me to sit with my thoughts, like mm-hmm. I said before. Right. So yeah. I learned this, this, or I got this challenge from a podcast that I listened to. Okay. So I'm not taking credit for the idea, okay. but I also cannot remember the podcast because there's a lot of, there's there a lot are of a lot of podcasts, you know, I've been listening to, mm-hmm. but I wanted to pass the idea along. So I've challenged myself to write for 30 days and I have specific questions for myself as prompts. So, and it's the same three questions every day. And the questions are, number one, what today has been exciting for me? What excited me about today? All right. Okay. Number Number two, two. what did I dread about today? Mm. And number three, what did I learn about myself today? Mm. Uh So it's the same questions every day. And then at the end of the 30 days... You're supposed to go back and reread all your entries okay. and reflect on the thoughts that are there. And I'm using it for, I've expanded a little bit. I'm still mm-hmm. answering those questions. Yeah. I'm in day 10. Oh, good for going you. In, yes, thank you. So day 10 here. And what I'm trying to do is, again, look and see a reflection of the thoughts and see if I need to reframe something mm. and, and see well, what those those thoughts are. Well, specifically the ones you dread, 
right? The, Correct. What did you dread today? Seem, because Correct. the other two seem like they're positive, that they're beneficial, they're helpful to they're you. They're positive, and I'm looking forward. I really like I really like the one, you know, what did you learn about yourself? Because mm. that's the one that as I've yeah. gone on, it, I've been able to respond in a, in a, a more positive. I'm trying to look at the, the positives. Right. That's that's okay. what I'm focusing on. That's, okay. that's the intention. So it's a thirty day. It's a thirty day. And you're on day ten. I am on. I am on day ten. Yes, I am. Oh, yes, I okay. am. Okay. Well, I can't wait to hear all about it once you get to thirty. You know what? You can be my accountability. I will. My accountability partner. Okay. All right. I'll do at that. The thirty days. I'll do that. And I'll, I'll check keep, in on you. Yeah, I'll keep everyone posted okay. and see see what happens. All right. Looking forward to that. Yeah. I want to hear about that later. <laughs> so here's the thing. Whatever strategy you do decide to try, it, it is going to take commitment. Yes, it will. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a certain amount of time and effort. And it takes a, a lot of courage. It, it's, it does. You know, we need it to does. have the courage it to does. understand that we need to let go of who we think we're supposed to be and learn to love and accept ourselves for who we are in in the uh, moment, yeah. in the day, you know, in, yes. in this time. Because we're, we're moving towards something. We're not finished products. Correct. And so, you know, I was reading, well, I'm in the process of reading this book. It's called Stop Self-Sabotage by Dr. That's Judy Ho. Yes, I've heard of that. Yeah, and she shares an activity that I tried first and I am also using with some of my clients. Okay. And so, okay. you know, I want to sure. share that because maybe that's something that, you know, our listeners can try, okay. or even Al, you can try that. So, I, I, so what yeah. you got to do? Here yeah. you go. Okay, what you got to do is go through your music playlists, okay, and find a song that you feel represents the opposite of those internalized negative beliefs. Mm. So it's like what you want to achieve, mm. how you want to change, right? So, so that's what it is. And play the songs, listen hmm. to the words of that song. It may not be the whole song. It could be specific lyrics that you hear in that song that okay. make it your, okay. it becomes your anthem. Ah, so many. It's like, all right, I'm going to listen to my anthem and yeah. start the day, yeah. you know, or yeah. it, when you're feeling down, just play it, you know. And, okay. and in the book, um, Dr. Ho states, and I quote, it helps us to focus our attention access emotions and change our thinking powerful mm. music can be therapeutic and help us feel empowered strong and positive about ourselves totally agree with end that. quote totally agree with that loving music do, do you want to hear what my song is okay go okay so this is this one has been my song for a while because I this is really an anthem it's the song from uh, the greatest showman and it's this is me and I love the words, the, the lyrics that say, I'm not scared to be seen. I make no apologies. This is me. Oh, yes. Love that. That is, love my, that. Current, that is my current anthem. Oh, so here's a question for you. Mm. I, I know you can't wait. Uh, Al, what's your anthem? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was afraid you were going to ask. Um, God, there's so many songs I can think of. But the one, the ones, for whatever reason, I don't know, but it must be something. This one song, and particularly a lyric from this one song, has just always resonated with me. It, I, I don't know. We, maybe we can process it after I tell you, but it's Bon Jovi's Wanted Dead or Alive. And, wow. and the song, yeah, I know it's pretty intense. But, but, but the lyric I'm talking about is when he says, 
uh, I've seen a million faces and I've rocked them all. And it's just been such a powerful lyric for me because it, I just feel like I, I just want to ah, let the world know that, hey, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly <laughs> what that is. But, but to me, it's just been a motivating thing for me. Right, right. It's just driven me. You know, when I hear it, I'm like, oh, I literally, when the song comes on, I'm like, oh, yes, I can't wait to get to that lyric because I'm going to. You're like, I can do anything. I guess, yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess yeah. that's what it is. But, but again, that takes away the, that internal thought of I can't do it. Right. Exactly. It's the opposite of I exactly. can't do it. it. And it's watch me do it. Right. 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 Oh, cool. I like that. <laughs> it is empowering. Definitely empowering. I'm going to tell you, I heard a quote recently and I think it's kind of pertinent, uh, pertinent to today's topic. And I want to share it with you in the audience. And here's the quote. Be careful what you think because your thoughts become your words. Be careful what you say because your words become your actions. Be careful what you do because your actions become your habits. Be careful what you make a habit because your habits become your character. And your character becomes your destiny. Wow. That's what I thought Mic too. drop. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Right? A lot, a lot yeah. of thoughts in there, right? How, mm-hmm. how thoughts become who we are. Right. right. And, and good or bad. Uh, remember, you are not your thoughts. Those negative thoughts that you're having, just because you're having them, doesn't mean that's who you are. Right. They're just thoughts. Or that they're real. Or that they're real. Mm-hmm. They're, ju- they're perceived thoughts made up or maybe there were words, but you don't have to believe them. If you're not careful, these negative thoughts, they'll determine who you are, not only to yourself, but to the world around right. you. I mean, you're going to project that out to the rest of the world. I'm hoping, I, I, I sincerely hope, uh, audience, that you take these tips and practice them, practice them, practice them. It is a process. It takes time. Like Let said earlier, it takes work. It takes commitment, but it is so worth it. It is so worth it as you get closer and closer to becoming the best possible version of yourself, the best you you can possibly be, and it is attainable. That's right. It, it is. And you know what? It's it's exciting to hear that because, you know, like you said, it's a process and it's going to take steps, you know, step by step. Our hope is that something in today's conversation resonated with you and you're ready to take that step of getting out of your way and starting the work to being the best that you can be and just knowing the possibilities that, that makes it exciting. Truth. Just to finish up here, we're just about the end of the podcast, but I did want to say one more thing. We've been talking about achieving the, this abundant life, this happy life that we're all chasing. And here's the reality that everybody needs to understand. And let, I know you know this. Within this happy and abundant life, there exists healthy fear right and sadness and anger Mm -hmm. and grief and happiness and every other emotion that is humanly that you can possibly feel so to not experience these would mean that we're suppressing something and we we shouldn't suppress our feelings because we're human and we're supposed to feel everything we're supposed to feel everything even when we have achieved our our best version of ourselves we're not saying that you know you're never going to feel sad or you're never going to feel happy, right. you know uh, uh, that you're always going to be happy no that's not real right. that's not reality the reality is that those emotions exist and it's healthy and it's healthy because we're human beings and and, and you know what we need to we need to be able to be comfortable with all of our emotions so that we can truly experience and appreciate each one exactly. for for what they are yep. you know yes sometimes 
you know, some of our emotions are going to be more difficult to work through than others, but that's part of having that abundant life and being able to process our emotions in a healthy way. Yeah. And not be afraid to do that. Absolutely. Let thanks again for a wonderful show. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. If you like what you heard and want to share it with your friends, we encourage you to do so. This Hope Through the Journey podcast will be available on any of the podcast platforms that you choose. So uh, take a listen to it on then. Don't forget, to, if you'd like to subscribe to our newsletter and other extras, you can subscribe on our website. And that is at chriselcounseling.com. Let me spell that for you because I think that was an issue before. It's C-R-I-X-E-L-L counseling.com. We want to hear what you want to learn more about too. So if you have any suggestions for any upcoming podcast, let us know. And we're also available on Instagram. Uh, I'm at chriselljr.alfred. And I am at Anna Chrishell. That's C-R-I-X-E-L-L. If you haven't started following us yet, please go follow us right now. And before we leave you, we'd like to take a moment to thank our listeners for their support and feedback. Hey, thank you. Woo. Please keep coming back. <laughs> right. All right, Let it's been fun. Thank you for sharing a little bit of you on the podcast and looking forward to our next one. Remember, everyone, life is a journey. Thank you again for allowing us to share a little piece of our life with you. You're not alone. We're in this together. We got this. Talk soon, everyone.